Well, hello there. My name is HW, and thank you so much for watching, listening to the Tone Junkie podcast. Or watching. Or you might be watching the video edition. I've learned not to say the number of the podcast because it locks me into releasing them in a certain order. Yeah, you don't want and I that. don't always want to do that. No. So just thanks for listening. <laughs> John 2 is joining me today. <clears throat> That's me. The infamous John 2. <laughs> Who's the first John? You. Oh, <laughs> my name's H.W. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, whenever, so, whenever anyone says infamous, I think of the Three Amigos. Did you ever see that movie? Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And they don't know what it means. Right. It's right. awesome. You should, go, you should go watch it. I haven't watched that in a while, but somebody broke into my Netflix, and by broke in, I mean we've given like ten people the password. Mm. But they did a. Something that I think everyone should know is against the rules. I don't mind if you use my Netflix, but please, if I've set up a different profile that maybe says like Alyssa as my wife, HW, and then like one that says like guest, mm-hmm. use the guest one. Use the guest one. Yeah. I had the 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 Netflix algorithm so <laughs> dialed in. Yeah, yeah. This thing was like. Siskel and Ebert on steroids like it, with knew, it knew the inner depths of your mind And I, I don't want every type of content out of Netflix Like mm-hmm. I watch The Office I watch like 30 Rock I watch those types of shows You mm-hmm. know Sitcoms are easy to watch You just sit down Right But I do that on my wife's one Like we watch <laughs> it with her I'm, I'm always watching oh, it with sure. her Yeah, yeah So mine is like Documentaries Like no, no, like oh. the greatest movies of all time. Like uh, like a lot of biopic pics, like a lot of biopics, you know? Mm-hmm. And then a lot of like really great movies, like Enemy at the Gates. Mm. Like there's a ton of like Denzel Washington in my mm. thing, right? Like his good stuff. There's like a lot of like, um, you know, like there's some Russell Crowe stuff. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like these movies that are a, a, these really great movies, a ton of like Academy Award winning movies. Sure. It knows I like mob movies. It knows, you know, whether like older mob movies or current ones, just all sorts of these types of movies. Usually I really enjoy movies with a strong main character and a main character who's a little bit conflicted because mm-hmm. I think those are some of the realest, best, most in-depth characters. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of like... The Tony Soprano type characters of the world. You know, I've never seen Sopranos. It's the greatest show on television. Mm, that's it a, is. That's a statement. It is the show to me that's responsible for all of TV as we know it today. Before The Sopranos, mm. there was TV shows, like 30 minute TV shows. Like we had I Love Lucy and Mr. Ed and all this stuff, Family Matters, Full House, and there were like big iconic sure. shows. But HBO. Sopranos was one of the shows they really switched their format with. It was Sopranos, Oz. Um, there was one or two other early shows mm-hmm. that it was HBO's first thing of like, okay, let's not just be a movie channel. Right. Let's not just be this channel let's make that shows like epic TV shows. That... Yeah, and they had to because Blockbuster was out. Right. And so less and less people were like, why would I pay the subscription? I can't control it i would rather go right now it's funny that people we think like people now it's like obvious now it's an obvious choice yeah. that you know the the hbo would create their own studio on demand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and have on demand stuff to me it's yeah. crazy that anyone would want to 
get in a car and go to a place. That's why I still don't understand Redbox. Like, what are you doing? I, yeah. It's a good deal. I, I get it there. And when you put if it out... You, if you're only going to watch one movie a month, Redbox is way cheaper than Netflix. Right. And if it's outside your, your local grocery store or right. Walgreens, you're there a lot. Right. So there's you're some there convenience anyway. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, sometimes I see people like in the rain at a Redbox... <laughs> And I'm like, abort, abort this mission. <laughs> this think, is yeah. I've never used a red box. This is it, not worth it. Remember when Netflix started when they would mail DVDs to you? Yeah, and I remember when everyone they f- I knew the only re- the only thing that they were doing yeah. was burning them. Yeah, and keeping them, and it was just like building their own collection. For you, know, you know, that's something so funny. Nine dollars a month at that time when Netflix was sending you know DVDs, you get one at a time, and then you could get two at a time, mm-hmm. and there might have been a thing where you get three at a time. But then Blockbuster released its own service where Same they thing. said, we'll mail it to you. And not only mail it to you, mm-hmm. if we mail it to you, we you you can take back these two DVDs that we mailed to you two to the block, store. Yeah, to and the we'll store. give you two right now right. and two more on the way. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, here's how I never have to wait on the post office on, when it's on its way back and on its way mm-hmm. to me. I can have it instantly. So at that time, if you had asked me, I would have said, I really think Blockbuster is going to win this battle. Yeah. <laughs> then I remember you could stream stuff. I remember yeah, thinking, then who would want to watch these movies on their iPhone? See. Screen is so small. What's crazy, we can start talking about guitars anytime. Yeah, whatever. Want, but what's crazy is that, I mean, Netflix really changed the internet as a whole. Oh, yeah. Because they, you know, the, the idea of like a streaming only service. And they were the first people, I think. To drop when they dropped, hey, we're not going to send you DVDs anymore. Right, right. It's only streaming, and it's yeah. nine dollars a month. Yeah, that's crazy. It's really? a cra- it's a crazy idea, and I think it really, you know, it really pushed the need for faster internet as totally. well. Totally. So Do you I think we have we have Netflix to thank for like. You know, oh yeah, pushing ban- broadband. Pushing, yeah, I mean, up. I have like a hundred megabits or something at home. I've got the gigapower here. Yeah, I mean, I never really clock in at those speeds, but it's still fast. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not complaining if it's. But like we down. we've transitioned. I mean, literally in the last what five six years, we've transitioned from uh, not using the internet for television to only using the internet for television. Hundred percent. I we got rid of cable so long ago, and I. I never miss it. We really bit. need to. It's so expensive. You got to get rid of that. It's so expensive. You're not even a sports fan. The pro- I know. The problem. What are you attached the to? The problem is, okay, full disclosure here. Yeah. My cable bill with internet is like $160 it's, a month. You're t- Xfinity? No, it's okay. AT&T. Because those people are insane. <laughs> there, have you seen Xfinity Mobile now? Comes with your cable TV? What is Xfinity Mobile? Mobile phone service. Oh. They're trying to sell you an iPhone. Well, so here's the thing. When you But so here's they have any did you hear Xfinity Life? <laughs> Life insurance. Life insurance. I'm ins- kidding. No. I made that up. But seriously. <laughs> seriously. You had me. But the thing is, is I, I called and they're like, well, if you don't bundle these things together. I know that's their big thing. Bundles. Here's the thing. Like yeah. you get I have this like killer internet connection. I work from home. I'm a software developer. I have a killer internet connection. Uh, so cable, all I have, I don't have a phone line, just cable and TV. Mm-hmm. If I or cable and internet, and if I cut cable, my bill only drops by like fifty dollars. Yeah. It's still going to be like, I know because That's how and, they get and they're like, well, and now you're also going to have like these 
uh, data limits. But, now, and all, see, and it's but that's like, what they uh, do. See, they just play games they with get you. you in. They're just playing with you. So they're just because it's because to them it doesn't cost them any more money no. to do it. They're they're barely going to reach the speeds that they quote you anyway. I know. They're just monetizing the cable on the ground. Absolutely. As much as they Absolutely. can. I don't blame them for it, but man, it sucks. Oh, I hate Xfinity. Uh, you know, it's funny. I used to jump back and forth. Like, I dislike DirecTV. Now I dislike uh, uh, Comcast, Xfinity. Mm-hmm. Now I dislike, uh, we had a local cable provider, which is the worst idea in the world. Uh, <laughs> that My little local city of San Bruno, California, where I grew up, um, had the great idea. Let's start our own cable company. Right, because all they're and, doing is just y- piggybacking off the bigger backbone anyway. Right. So and you're the, just getting a... It was just awful all the of, time. Of course it is. Um. Wait, do you, you mean, remember watching? Wait, was it, wait? You mean the city? Of the San, city owned its own. You mean a line. city made a service that sucked? <laughs> Shocking! I can't believe that. Uh, I can't believe that the government in any way could make anything that's terrible. What was funny was they upped our cable bill by like five dollars one time and didn't tell us for like five years. Then they came at my dad and were like, you owe us like a million dollars. He was like, what are you talking about? I auto pay this bill. They were like, but you set up the auto draft for, well, what was it, $80, right. but it's, but it changed to $85. It's $85. And, so and it was like, and, and we didn't tell you for 48 months. <laughs> so now you owe us $1,000. Why did you just keep taking the money? Why didn't you call or something? Why did <laughs> you, know you send I mean? me an email? Yeah. Why didn't come to my house? Or just cut off my service. Something. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, um, but in their mind, it was just enough. The payment that was made was like just enough right. to cover the over the overcharge and like a late fee. Yeah. Plus like, well, now you and then go towards the next month's cable bill. But then you only owed a little bit more and a little bit more, a little right. bit more, a little bit more. No, it made sense. It, it, it makes sense to somebody. Anyway, jumping back to uh, the Sopranos, mm. in my opinion, is one of the. No, you most, said it was the best. Well, I was going to say it's one of the most influential, uh, but it, it to me, it is the best now. Other things I would say, if you said, no, this is the best show ever on television, I wouldn't argue with. Mm. Or I would just say, well, agree to disagree. The Wire, which was HBO's sort of second or third generation of See, it's not TV, it's HBO. This is when they were like, okay, and, and this is really what Netflix is all about now and Hulu, all these original shows that yeah. drop at once, House of Cards and everything. It's about them going... What's in between a movie and a TV show? It's not a sitcom. Mm-hmm. It's not a miniseries. What is like, what is nine or 10 one hour episodes, solid hour, no mm-hmm. commercials? That's HBO was the first people doing that. Right. And like, what does it look like? And now, of course, you've got, you know, Game of Thrones is about to come back with, I think they're doing 600 minute episodes or something. Game of Thrones is about to release like six movies. Oh, they're these are only slightly shorter than movies. They're between ninety they're, and a hundred minutes each wow, episode. That's long. They're long. They're like it's like a movie. Yeah, that's like a movie. You know, if you how TBS edits Shawshank Redemption is probably down to ninety minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, no, but H- <laughs> Sopranos is aging a bit because there's all sorts of. Um, people like driving fast or rushing and you realize like, well, this situation could be solved with a text message, but like that wasn't (laughs) right. It's like, it's the late nineties when when this thing is set, right? but it's a, like a modern Godfather esque piece. Like, like everything that's terrible about Godfather three, let's just forget about it. Now take the children of Godfather three. This is the Sopranos. I've also never seen Godfather. Don't worry about it. I don't, I pretend it doesn't exist. Godfathers are my favorite movies. (laughs) And then, um, uh, but The Wire, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Breaking Bad is, is to be honest, one of the, it's an yeah. amazing show. Although I think that's a show that was one of the first shows that I felt disconnected from having to watch it over so many years. See, we didn't get into Breaking Bad until the last season was starting. Mm-hmm. So by the time we finished catching Lucky up, dog. yeah, we, yeah. there was some episodes like, do you guys remember the, the, the episode where there was a fly in their lab? Yes. I was like, man, if I would have had to wait seven days to watch this episode, I would have been pissed. Oh, totally. And- right? So binge. And here's the thing. It's Netflix is totally binging TV shows. Binging content has totally ruined everything. Yes. Because now it's like if you if you find something that's only one season, it's kind of like I a don't bum- watch it. It's kind of like a bummer. People have been telling me forever you have to watch Homeland, and I keep saying, "There's only is one it still season. on." <laughs> yeah, there's only, like yes, and I'm like perfect. Yeah, I'm a bride about to start watching it. Yeah, you know this is like little confession here. I'm not embarrassed to say I've watched entire seasons in single days. Mm-hmm. So True Detective, first first season of True Detective. We will talk about Qatar at some point. First season of True Detective with Matthew McConaughey and um, uh, I don't know Joe Biden. No, I never no, saw no. it. Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> dude. That I will say this about that. I heard that Sopranos the first is season- the best series, uh-huh. like the best series. True Detective might be the best. Single season moments of television because ah. True Detective, the way that series works, is season to season are totally unrelated. Yeah. New characters, new story. Right. And I heard that the first one was really good. Uh, the second one, yeah. not so great. I thought still a very strong show, but mm-hmm. it's like it's you know uh, sequels are sure. tough. Sure. And that's what it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so in some ways, like you're and who was in the second season? It. Wasn't it like? Benicio del Toro or something. Yeah, he was in yeah. it, and then also that girl Rachel McAdams. Oh, um, and she was really good in it. And then, um, but that first was um, Ed, not Ed O'Neill, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, dude, those guys. Okay, not only were they amazing in Ed TV together, you might remember <laughs> that little gem of a uh, film history. I was joking with people. I was like, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but actually True Detective is the sequel, sequel to, to a movie that was out a long time ago. They were like, what movie? I was like, look up Ed TV. <laughs> They're like, Ed TV? I'm like, I know it sounds weird. It was kind of an artsy film, but they actually adapted those characters. And these characters we're seeing are actually years and years that later. Is, that is, <laughs> I 100% believe that you said that to Oh, people. I did. That and is... Ed TV is about two guys who work at a video store and <laughs> and one of them gets a reality show about himself like a documentary yeah, yeah. and it like ran the same time as Truman show with Jim Carrey and it was like right. reality TV was new it was like what if we followed someone for their whole life right. and now we have teen mom and we do follow people for their Ugh. whole life we're following these girls from 14 to now I don't okay, know what it is, close to 30 or something. Before we devolve We're not into, going there. We're not going there. Don't <laughs> before worry. Before we not going devolve there. into talking about Team Mom. <laughs> we're not going there. Let's talk about guitars. Okay, let's what talk about What do you got your guitars. eye on lately? Hopefully, if if these text messages are accurate, there's a gentleman coming to the house oh. uh, a little bit later. Um, if he gets back to me, he's local here. And he is hopefully going to be bringing a very cool guitar which is a, a 2013 Gibson 335. Ooh. The pickups have been replaced with Lollertrons, and there's been a Bigsby added. You know what ES stands for? Uh, yes, Electric Spanish. Isn't that funny? Let's tell the story why. Um, I don't know why. Did we just see this somewhere? No. Because I feel like I, I... Oh, really? So 
So electric Spanish was... So when Gibson first started making electric guitars, uh-huh. they had the SG, which stood for solid guitar. Solid guitar. Because... <laughs> It was the first, yeah, one of the first. But well, the, the Les it Paul was, was first, and when he stopped endorsing, oh, they right. had the idea of let's change. They changed let's the change Les the Paul bu- in '61, and he got mad. Well, this, yeah, it was called the Les Paul, right? They but it was an SG. It was an SG shape. And then they, yeah, they they decided to change the shape on him. The first in a long line of Gibson blunders. Yes, and if you think about <laughs> it. The SG at that time was interesting because it is a solid single piece of wood. They yeah, were then. Yeah. Although, were they two pieces of wood? Not, probably. probably not those early ones. Maybe they were. I think it was more more referencing the fact that it wasn't that hollow. Was sol- at yeah, all. yeah, yeah. But the Les Paul was solid, and it just had a maple cap on top of it. Right. Bargain. Well, they called it the Les Paul. So then they're, when well, Les yes, Paul yes, was yes, like, yes. you can't use my name on this guitar, I don't mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, it. They're mm-hmm. like, well, what do we call it? We'll call it so then they call it the SG. Um, but electric Spanish, so the... So the types of guitars around was there was Spanish style, like right. flamenco, right? And uh-huh. then there was Hawaiian. And Hawaiian was the slide guitars that you played with a bar. So the action was very high. Super high. And a lot of times the frets were either markers or they were barely frets at all. Like they were not really meant to fret the instruments. Right. And the necks would be huge. Huge. So there was Spanish and Cuban style guitar or a Spanish and Hawaiian style guitars. That was two popular ones. Mm. That's why Leo Fender, uh, his Telecaster pickup is a pickup that was used on lap steels and and hawaiian style guitars and the telecaster early on was very popular with hawaiian musicians and stuff Mm. in fact leo would talk to country artists Mm -hmm. and hawaiian players to understand what What they they were looking for in a sound and stuff so Hmm. yeah gibson's idea was this is a i guess that term spanish was still around it's just funny it's like all of these terms that we just we just adopted we just adopted they're just like in the lexicon of guitar now right Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do the numbers mean? I don't know. Well, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, we found something um, that HW doesn't know. Yeah, I have no guitars. idea. I don't know why the, what the one thirty-seven means compared so to three thirty-five or two nine. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any idea why. I want to say it's something. It's got to be related to the size. It could be the the, the forty-five and fifty-five just sort of show moving up you know in like in you know because there's a 45 that just had more accompaniment of like right accoutrements mm-hmm. and uh and the 55 was even more and guild was doing that at the time like mm-hmm. their starfire the guild starfire three right was a totally different guitar starfire four five and six were the same guitar with just more binding more right. stuff um yeah so what i've got on the way is this 335 uh hopefully the guy's gonna come by with some Lollertrons, mm. so and a Bigsby, so it's like the kind of like the Chris Cornell model, mm-hmm. but this one's red. And you know how it has that? Um, you know how some guitars have that that custom made placard? Ugh. Yeah, I know you don't like them. I don't like. See, it. that's the kind of stuff that I like. I don't know why, and I think I've just been conditioned to like it. I'm not sure if I like it, but I've just seen it on. I don't like stickers on my guitar. That's what it looks like. Mm. That's, well, that's just me. It's more like a door nameplate. Like if you got an office, it's the engraved plate. So you're going to switch it out to say HW? Yeah, I think because this one says <laughs> custom made. And and even though it says custom made, this particular guitar um, has a Vibramate. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that the Bigsby's on. Right. So 
uh, that bar is not is like lifted up in one spot where it goes over right. a little bar for the Vibramate. Mm-hmm. So you could easily take it off. So I could take it off and I can actually make it a little smaller so it doesn't run into that does bar. Does the placard thing that they put, does it actually fit into the post holes? No, it's, left, it's just adhesive just, usually. It's just yeah. like and it was tape. just made for the guitars that people were converting. Right. And someone put custom made. Mm-hmm. I guess that was their idea. But I'm going to put HW Nose Tone. Mm. Or I'm going to put Electric Spanish. Electric Spanish. <laughs> I'm going to put Clean Your Room or some other like podcast, like inside joke. Best niece ever. Mm. You know? Ooh, best niece ever. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm not going to mention the other thing that we, we talked that People really went crazy for the mug choice last time. Today, well, you're the best niece ever. <clears throat> I am. I like to think of myself as the best niece ever. Mm. I just have a regular old mug that looks like a Mayan made it. No, in the I made it by hand. Did you make this? Did you give this to us? No. Although this looks like something you might make at a pottery class. Yeah. That like, uh, you know, a millennial would pay way too much money for, right? Like, like you know, how cheap are mugs, right? Right. So you could Let's buy... Let's build one myself and... Yeah, and, and pay like $100. Pay, yeah. Like, hey, I got an idea. Mugs are five bucks and I can put anything I want it for 20 bucks. Right. Wow. What if I pay $100 and like learn how to make a mug? And because I'm not that good at it, it's not really going <laughs> to be the best it's mug. It's kind of going to suck. And but then, at least uh, it was expensive. Yeah, there we go. It's experience, you know? Yeah. And I'll put it on Instagram. There you go. <laughs> That's what we pay for these days. So, you know, there's been a topic coming up. We'll jump into the podcast now. So, I don't know how many minutes that was. Maybe that was. It was uh, probably a lot. I was like, it was like 20 minutes of non-guitar talk. I'll put it. in the description that there was 20 minutes. Sorry. If you're interested in guitar only speak, don't skip listen to the first to, 20 minutes of this to, podcast. Skip to 2387. Yeah. So, um, 2387. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, there's been a lot of chatter lately about expensive guitars. Mm. And uh, I called you this morning because I was like, who better to talk about expensive guitars with than, <laughs> who, than John who's a, too? Who's a good person to sit on the other side of the table? Exactly. And this, so this is going to be a good debate because <laughs> I, although I don't exclusively play expensive guitars, almost maybe, uh, I mean, I've got a cheapo or two in there, right? That you play consistently? Well, consistency in me is... I have a lot of expense. There's just as many expensive guitars I don't play consistently as cheap guitars I don't play consistency consistently. That, that doesn't help your point. But it might on. not. But <laughs> I've got that Bernie SG that you can routinely get for like probably 700 now. But I bought that for like 550. I actually have a couple Bernies and Grecos uh, saved on reverb. Right now. They're good guitars. Oh. They're good guitars. Someone turned me on to. I'm F- in the market for like a. I'm in the market for like a Burgundy SG. Oh yeah 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 yeah. There was a guy in the Kemper group selling uh, like one like mine, but when you say burgundy, you mean like the the, like, the red color. Yeah, like the yeah, red yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some are bright. Some are a little darker. Yeah. 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 Um, but not like the, it's not like, fi- not like the fire engine, not like the right, red, but right, it's like the right. red stained. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. with the, yeah. With the, with the wood grain coming through mm-hmm. like this table, which my wife hates. She hates this table. I don't know why. I like this table. It's a fine table. Um, it's doing a great job. It's doing exactly things. what we needed to do. I <laughs> bought it on Amazon. It came, put it together in a little bit. There we go. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do with the table. <laughs> um, the expensive guitar thing has been coming up a lot because I've been seeing... So here's what happened. There was a group on Facebook and someone asked a question about Veritas. Mm. You know, are Veritas guitars worth it? Now, I've seen people say, are Sir guitars worth it? <clears throat> I don't... I sometimes wonder 
you know, how many guitars have I sold from hype and from videos and from talking about it like it's the best thing in the world? Mm. Like, have I sold some sirs? I don't know if I can take full credit for it, but I think if you take me, us, mm -hmm. along with like the guys at Worship Tutorials who got in, who are into sir, mm -hmm. and then just generally like a, like a Facebook community, mm -hmm. surely we're influencing each other. You know, once a couple, and then, and then, uh, you know, our buddy Tommy, like once a, once a couple people start to get it on a message board, a couple people who post a lot, it starts to look like everyone's getting them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, it becomes hype and influences stuff. And especially when it gets in the hands of people who make videos and stuff, then you start seeing it in demos. You're listening to it. You're developing a connection, think, you know, Sir is a really interesting brand Yeah, because you can't just go play a Sir. If you want to buy a Fender or a Gibson, right. no matter where you live, right. you can go play one. Right. You can go play a $4,000 Les Paul. That's true. And they're at every guitar center. They're at every guitar center. Even the ones where there's one. There's, right. There's one. Right. There's at least one. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, sirs, uh, you can't do that. And so so they have like this mythical... And then you see, <laughs> you see people like Pete Thorne playing almost exclusively Sirs. Now he's got his own... Mm -hmm. model mm -hmm. then you see people like Mateus Asado of course right who like all of us are falling over yeah right yeah and so you start to see uh you start to see these people that you look up to that mm -hmm. you know are killer players totally play these guitars that you don't you're not able to get your hands on and then you go look at them and you're like oh my goodness this Pete Thorne signature guitar is $3,700 wow must be Amazing. It must be the best. Must be the best. Right? Uh, yeah. So, you know, and then thanks to you, I've been able to play more than a handful of Sirs. Yep. I don't own any, never mm -hmm. have. You certainly could not hold all of the Sirs in one hand. <laughs> that you own currently? You no. would drop many <laughs> of them. You would drop at least one of them. <laughs> How many guitars can you hold in one hand? <laughs> but the, my point is, when you when they become commonplace, mm -hmm. you know they play great. They're very consistent. Have we ever seen a dog? Um, no. Well, what was a dog? No, I've never seen a dog. They, of they're, a they're certainly not uh, ultra consistent. I would say a lot of sirs, really. I would say they're very consistent. No, I would say that there's been sirs, and maybe it's the setup, but like sure. the neck shapes change quite a bit. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, but but. Right. But apart from like personal preference of I like this neck or I don't like this neck, because I, I I've never been a like the neck on the Alt T Pro has never been my favorite neck, mm. and it's why I don't I love the sound of that guitar. It had Thornbuckers in it. Now they have the new SSVs, but mm -hmm. it had Thorn. I love the sound of that guitar. That's why I sold it to Nate. Right, and then he eventually just found one with a trim. Right, and he, he's his still, big his problem with it is that it didn't have a trim. Yeah, on. and that neck shape on his new one is a little different, and I like it more. I like the the white one better. But than but the but, black but one. taking out like like pickup choice okay. and the subjective things of like I like this or that, which right. is a point we got to get to because I think a lot of times when people ask the question, "Is an expensive guitar worth it?" Mm -hmm. A lot of times I I know for me, I've bought a number of expensive guitars, and a lot of times I'm look I, I now my my perception is. A lot of why I'm buying this guitar are some of the features on this guitar. Mm. So like, is a custom shop Fender worth it? This one is to mm. me, 
I'm not, but you know what I mean? Right. But like another one with different specs is not worth so it. So here, so here's the thing though, is like, <clears throat> but wait, jumping back. Cause so consistency, why have we, we've never seen a dog serve that no, like I don't think just there's... sounded bad or like no. played terrible. We've seen different setups and stuff, but right. other people have had them. Like we had that one white telly that I thought almost played itself. The action was so low. Yeah. If, for, and for me, it was like, right, this, right. Is, this is way too low. And now now the guys at Worship Tutorials have that. Bradford, that's they, his number one guitar. He That cla- guitar? That guitar. <laughs> it went from my buddy Tommy to me to Bradford. And he also is like one of the guys in line to buy Suze's telly. Because he's like, these will match. Mm. But that telly, he claims... Suze will never sell He'll that never one. sell that. He, the, um, that telly is great. That telly is oh, amazing. Oh, gosh. But Bradford's telly, uh, that white one that we have with the two, the traditional kind of setup, mm-hmm. uh, roasted maple neck, like mm-hmm. beautiful kind of roasted maple neck. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's calling me. Do I dare take a call on the podcast? I won't do that. Um, uh, I will text her. Uh, there we go. Sorry. Can't talk right now. I know you love that iPhone thing. Um, but mm-hmm. that guitar he claims is like, this is this is like the best Telecaster. I mean, mm. he's so attached to it. He, you know, remind me, is that of humbuckers in it or is no, it, a it was just the traditional telly, the traditional setup. telly. It was white, mm. more white than Suze's telly. Suze's a little. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. Didn't they play it in a video or something like that? Yeah. We have it in a video or two. Okay. Yeah. He's got, they've got a lot of videos now cause it's his number one thing. Sure. Um, I can easily see that guitar being somebody's number one. Guitar. But consistent, we've never seen a dog. The no. Sur stuff. And Sur is not the most expensive brand out there. And especially on the used end, there's Sur's that I see for $1,600, $1,700 all the time. There's JM Pro's sure. for $1,700. Bucks. Yep. Usually they're not trim models. So like, there's a little price. Yeah, but, if you want to get something under that's 2000, a hardtail. Yeah. You know, um, but take something like, uh, like Veritas, you know. Or how about a TMG mm-hmm. or, um, well, let's use those two examples. They're big in the praise and worship world. I think both of those guys have hollow body guitars in the four and $5,000 range. <whistles> it sounds crazy. Even to me, I've never paid that much for a guitar. Like that's a lot. It's a lot of money. Okay. So here's, there's two things. Yeah. One thing I'm thinking about is like, if you have one guitar, like every you know, everyone at some point had one guitar. You got your mm-hmm. first guitar. You're learning how to play. I actually bought two before I knew how to play a guitar. <laughs> That's the most HW thing ever. <laughs> I have one when I could have three. <laughs> What's a G chord? <laughs> I have three guitars. <laughs> Options. But okay, so there's a point where you have maybe two guitars, right? See. And you don't really know that much about what the difference between them is. True. You haven't played a lot of different guitars, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're still kind of figuring out your own sound. You're figuring out what you like to play, right? Yeah. How you like to sound. And you're not really aware yet that the guitar itself is a huge part of that sound. Right. Right? Right. And you're not really, you don't even know what features you care about yet, right? Right. And as you progress in your playing, right? Yeah. At the moment, you know, at some point now you've been playing guitar for 15 years, right? And you're very accustomed to uh, what you know, what you like. And then you start really getting experience around what features of a guitar you actually care about. 
right? I Big played time. a Les Paul exclusively for 10 years. Yeah, right, right, right. My right, Les right. Paul studio. Right. I played it exclusively for and, 10 years. And you were a Les Paul guy. I was a Les Paul guy. Yeah. Now, if I play a guitar that doesn't have some kind of trem system on it, I feel naked, mm-hmm. right? Well, obviously, my Les Paul didn't and have And Bigsby's. That. You like Bigsby's. I love Bigsby's, right? And Telly's. So, yeah, I love Bigsby's. I love Telly's. I love Telly's with Bigsby's. I love, you know, I just bought that new Duo Jet that's mm-hmm, killer. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you're, you're... It is killer. Yours is... <laughs> I know you keep telling me that yours is the same as mine, but there's... You know what it is? We can we can put all the bullets <laughs> on a board and weigh it out, but at the end of the day, there's always gonna, there's one more bullet on yours that just says mojo. <laughs> you know what I mean? When guitars have it, they have it. That's something true. Just ha- and there's something about yours that just... Mm-hmm. It's a little more rock but, and roll. So here's my point, though, is that mm-hmm. there's a... There's... There's a, a transition that every guitar player goes through at some point when they have enough experience about what things make different, right. what things make the best combinations and whatever, right? We always talk about how tone is an equation. It really starts with your guitar, mm-hmm. right? It starts with your fingers, right? Yeah. Um, and so as you progress in your playing, as you progress in acquiring gear and all of that, at some point you do land in the realm of, Oh, I like the way this guitar plays. I like this the way this guitar sounds. And then you can really like, I mean, I'm in a position now where it's like my two main guitars are a Made in Japan Telecaster and a Gretsch Duojet. Mm-hmm. Could you find two guitars that sound more different from each other? Uh, maybe not, hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I'm in the process of like, can I bring both of these guitars at the same time, or do I just have to say, um, today I'm going to play a Telly, right, or right. today I'm going to play a Gretsch, right? And so I feel like at some point, and I think I mean, you, you yeah. and I have talked about this before, but I think at some point, the the number of options on a guitar mm-hmm. becomes something that you are after, right? And you and you start acquiring guitars not for their brand, not for their. Uh, not for like what they they are on the surface, but for how they inspire you or how they you know um, perform for you, right? Yeah. And so I think that's the thing. Sir definitely has all the options, right? If you want to go directly to them, they're a base. They're basically a custom shop. Yeah, and and and, and most of these companies with this uber expensive stuff will do all this custom stuff, right? You know, yeah. the sky's the limit if right. you want to pay. And and sir, at least for us, because we've played so many. Yeah. You know that one blue one you have with the P90s in it that's featured in almost every video. Yeah. We use almost exclusively to profile with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been times where I've played that guitar straight for five, six hours. It never goes out of tune. It doesn't. It's never a problem. I had a producer tell me, "Wow." I got it. Like, I didn't mention the guitar, and he was sitting there. It was Chris one time we were in there. Maybe you were in there for this. But we've been playing it, playing it. Maybe you were playing it. I think I was. And he was like, he, he you know, our focus was on the amps and the profiles. And right. he goes, wow, man, that guitar, does we, it ever go out of tune? We haven't had to tune it no. in the last three hours. No, like, we just don't. Yeah, right. it really doesn't. Right. I, You know, as I've been using that guitar, it's funny I'm saying we're saying this now. The last two weeks, I've heard a little ping. 
you know, you get those binding, the binding. So mm. it's somewhere on the bridge or the neck. Mm. But I mean, hey, that's regular guitar maintenance. You can't play a guitar sure. as much as I've played that blue guitar. And we've all played that blue guitar and not get, you know, a burr somewhere or, sure. or something wearing it. But stellar guitar, nothing to complain about with that thing. The the sheer number of hours that that thing has been played, I, I mean, it's shocking that, I mean, you know, even the most uh, performance cars need work at some point. You know right, what I mean? Right. Versus, I bought an ES-335 a couple of years ago, an mm-hmm. Epiphone, for yeah. $350. And I was like, man, I'm so excited about this guitar. Mm-hmm. I played it on Sunday morning. I had to tune it in between every single song. Right. And I had to sell it afterward because I was like, I can't. This guitar does not work for me. Right. I love the way it looks. I actually like the way it sounds, plays great, but it's not it's not reliable. Right. And so I think that's the difference. I think when you're to me, playability is like paramount. Of course. But next in line is stability. Mm-hmm. And I think if, you know, if I can find a guitar that plays well but is also stable, that to me you know, at some point you stop caring about how much the thing costs mm-hmm. because you need that reliability mm-hmm. on it. Um, and especially if you're like a real touring musician playing lots of gigs, traveling with your gear. Sure. I mean, taking, one. yeah, tr- taking your guitars like in a bus where they're, you know, getting cold, getting hot, getting warm, getting, you know, played you know, getting totally. the strings changed every other night, that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, that puts a lot of wear and tear on a guitar. And if it can stay reliable through that, then the roasted maple, you know, tries to make that claim of like, right. This is more solid. This is more uh, st- stable mm-hmm. and it's not going to move around. What's that worth to somebody to be at a gig and being able to play your guitar yeah. night after night and not change. Plus it looks super cool. Right. I, it, it, you know, it's, it's like, it's the same reason that the company I work for buys me a really, really expensive laptop. It's so funny. I, this was a, something I was thinking about this morning. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to use this example to John to say, if you were going to say expensive guitars aren't worth it, I was going to say, what if your company went and bought you like a used, <laughs> like bottom of the line Dell or something right. from Costco? And I was I like, would, here, John. I would quit that job. Right. You yeah. would quit that job. Right? <laughs> I have quit that yeah. job. Yeah. Kind of like if your church told you, you have to play this Helix. Ugh. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but side note, if you're a church and you tell your players what you must play. Yeah. Plan on only them, plan on them leaving. Yeah. And I think for me, the line is the amp. If you say, hey, uh-huh. can you use the house amp? Or we have this thing, your pedals, but go into here. And, and if a guitar player at least can say, look. It's a clean Vox or a clean sure. Fender. You can work around that. Right. I would be okay with that. But if someone tells me you can't bring your pedal board, you can't, I'd be like, what next? Do you just want my guitar? Like, can I just, do, right. do I only play your guitar? Anyway, right. side note. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, so that's, that's the whole thing. And, you know, the analogy is, it, or that you need like good tools. You do. Right. Yeah. If you're doing woodworking, you need a sharp saw. You can actually, it's dangerous to use a dull saw, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to end up messing up your product or whatever. Sure. So the idea is you want a tool that is going to work for you. So let's take for a minute, uh, let's test this idea a bit. So you're the tool that we're talking about, like your laptop that you use and the Mm -hmm. laptop I use, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're Mac uh, Pro. Recent What do they call it? MacBook Pros. There you go. And uh, mine getting a little older. It is. It is. I see that MagSafe connection. Do they not have that anymore? 
No. <laughs> What's tough is the amount of video editing I'm doing is sometimes really getting on this thing. You know mm. what I mean? And I've thought about, you know, they have those, don't they have those little trash can Macs that you, you can actually, plug in and you, you can like use that as a processor, right? You, you can, your best bet is actually a Mac mini mm. at this point. Really? Yeah. My buddy's a video editor. He just got one. He said it's amazing. The Way better than me, his trash can. The hard thing for me is I, Pro. I want to be able to take that laptop with me because I go into my office downtown here mm -hmm. and I have just monitors set up and it's really important to me to have the exact same desktop sure. and whatever. So I can just be doing work, whether it's at home or there I agree. or like I'm going to Montana uh, and I'm going to spend nine hours getting there go and then I'm going to spend six hours back and you know, um, you could be editing videos. I, I flew, I'm flying first class because I told my wife, <laughs> I was going, look, first class is more, but like, legit i'm so busy mm -hmm. i'm i'm i want to buy 